10 minutes remaining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Happy. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2022. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. It's true. And you know who's there for us? Bookshop. And it's also there for all of the authors and independent booksellers out there. So to support them, go to 10kdollarday.com slash bookshop. Yeah. Okay. You have to remind me if we talked about this story at all, because I've been so obsessed with it the past few weeks, like finding out more. And then I couldn't remember, did I tell the Daily Happy about this or not? Did you hear? Did we talk about the passenger who landed the plane? No, not yet. I thought that you would bring this up, though, because this is your (laughs) fantasy sequence come to life. Were you when you initially saw the story? I want to know what your actual first reaction was, because I suspect it was jealousy. It it was and it was I could do that. I could do that. that. Yeah. And what was crazy is I finally, because I don't know if you guys have followed this story. There was a passenger who landed a plane. He had never flown ever before. It was a very small plane. There was only three people on it. And he ended up having to call through, you know, get a hold of the air traffic control and they guided him into landing this plane. Okay. So that's the, the condensed version. When I first read about it, they hadn't yet... not found, they hadn't yet um, told us who the passenger was. He was kind of like an anonymous person because he wasn't, he literally just went home. Like he he landed the plane successfully. He was like, I just want to be home because his wife is pregnant. Like he was like, I'm going home. So they kind of like lost track of him. They, so they were telling this story without his name yet. So I've really been following it. I was like, come on, this dude has got to come out and tell his story. Well, he finally did. He did a complete interview And what we found out was he was on a fishing trip and he had flown um, out of Florida to the Bahamas in a very small aircraft with one pilot and then there was two people on board, himself and another guy. On the way back, they were coming back to Florida. He said he was lounging. He said to the point where he had literally just taken a selfie of his feet up on the plane, like, here we come back home, like relaxing. And... Then the pilot called back to them, him and the other guy, and said, hey, guys, guys, I'm not feeling well. Uh, I feel dizzy. My my vision's starting to go. So he did have time to tell them something was wrong. And at that point, he went up, to, they both went up to the cockpit and they're like, oh, what's going on? What's wrong? And he was already passed out. He was already unconscious. So um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm, lis- I'm listening oh, attentively. The- okay, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, he called into the air traffic control, but the plane was already nosediving. So he said he knew that he shouldn't jerk it up because that would cause, you know, engine failure. So he slowly lifted up on the stick. Well, duh. I feel like anyone, wouldn't you know? You would be like, okay, like I know we are supposed to lift up in order to maintain altitude. Because that's common all sense. seen the scene from Look Who's Talking where he teaches her how to fly. Exactly. It's right. common sense, right? So I think, so he did that. And that's literally what he said. He is quoted by saying, I landed the plane 
and I relied on common sense. So he's like, I lifted up and I knew that like I had to get it steady. So I did that and then we were able to call to air traffic control. And he said, when I saw the coast of Florida, he said, I knew I'm about to land this plane. And they talked him through it. And he said he felt very comfortable. He said he never once panicked. He knew that even though it was a life and death situation, that he was not going to die today. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And he he said he was more worried about the pilot. He said, I was really worried because I really didn't think he was going to make it. But we did find out that he is in recovery and that he is expected to um, make it. We're not, I'm not exactly sure what caused his episode, but. Yeah, um, that's what I want to know. I want to know like how you go from flying to passing out. I also feel like everyone should always have a co-pilot. Yeah. I think maybe I don't want to be in a plane with only one other pilot. Yeah, no. Unless it's like a look who's talking situation. Well, yeah, that's true. Right. Well, yes. Yeah. But this did feel very movie like because it had such a happy ending. Like, that's my thing. I want things to happen to me in life that are crazy and risky and like that I save things, but then I don't want anything bad to happen. So it's like I want to create that perfect movie scenario every time. Right. They should have, you know how like you can do escape rooms and like then theme parks will do roller coasters. You can pretend you're falling. Oh, yeah. They should have something where you can pretend you're saving the day. That's brilliant. Like, you know, you're you're dressed in the fire fire person's gear you're running into a building it's hot but it's not really on fire they're like dogs to save you have to pick which one to save it's like you get points you'd love that my mind is blown yeah you would love it like (laughs) or even an er situation and they have like like people not people they have like mannequins come in but you have to like do surgery on them but you can't really hurt anybody you can't really you know kill them you would like you know what (laughs) maybe this is why you became an actor because it probably is. You can do all of that stuff just uh, in a more controlled situation that won't affect someone's life. That's exactly what that's it. I mean, that's literally what acting is. <laughs> it's so true. But that really is a genius invention. Like, come on. Oh, Instead what? My save the day room? Yeah. yeah. Save the day rooms. And you could be like a superhero. You could pretend to be Batman. I mean, that is genius. My mind's kind of blown. Like, I'm and kind you of could, obsessed with What that. if you, they could put you like, they could fly you, right? Like on a FOI system. So you could swoop in and pick something up. You know oh what I mean? Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like Mission Impossible. You could come in through the ceiling and you like can't touch things. You got to like get out. Oh like, my gosh. And then they could film it with a green screen and then that's what you take home. So instead of like the the old timey photos where you dress up like a Western person. Yep, yeah. Instead, you're like full being dropped in into green screen animated like video situation. Man, I want this to be a reality. It would cost so much money, but I want it. I think we'd Man. make a lot of money if that was like in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, 100%. people walk in that strip and they'd be like, yes, please put me in the Marvel movie. Yeah, I want to save the day. I want to run away from that. And you could do all sorts of movies. You could do them running away from the boulder and Indiana Jones. Yeah, you like pick it. Ooh, Indiana Jones would be a great one. Right. It's also like heroic. Yeah. Or they, they could be Forrest Gump, you know, like running. Yeah. <laughs> you just like keep running and then you like put them there. <laughs> That's really smart. Man. Okay. 
One day. One day. One day, Allison. After we do 12,000 podcasts, um, yes. we'll start that company. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know what? The British Library was thinking one day, one day we'll get that book back that that person checked out more than 60 years ago. And it happened. Tell me about it. Do you like that segue? I loved so it. So what happened was there was Two a book found in a do- donations bag left at the Croatian library. And one of the employees there found the copy of this book. It's called The Loving Couple by Virginia Rowans. They opened it up and they discovered that it had been checked out from a community library in England in 1952. Oh. Yep. So this person mailed the book back to the original library with a note inside that says, it was such a surprise receiving a book back after all this time. Oh, sorry. That was from the the people. And uh, they were so excited to get it. They thought it was a lovely gesture from their colleagues in Croatia. And they said after 60 plus years, they got that checked book library book back. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I love that. Did they charge them a fee? That's my thing. I'm like, whose name was on it? That we haven't, they haven't told us. I want to know who ran away with that book, The Loving Couple. You know, I remember book finds being like the most scandalous, crazy thing when I was graduating from college. Because when, in my day, in my day, when we had those real libraries, uh, your senior year in college, they would start rounding up all the books you had borrowed from the library, which was over the course of your like college career. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. They'd be they'd be like, hey, by the way, you never returned this when you were a sophomore. You never returned this when you were a junior. And everyone was going insane because you would have, you know, you were a kid and you took out a book to do a paper. Yeah. And then you forgot about it. And then it got sent to your parents' house or whatever. So there were all these like exorbitant fees. You know, colleges just kind of like to try to get as much money as they can. So yeah. Uh, everyone would have Ten, like these crazy fees nine, for these eight, random books that they had seven, when they were freshmen. Six, five, <laughs> That's so, four, did you have to pay? Three, I probably did. Two, you know I couldn't find anything. One. 